Here is Donald Trump, the current president of the United States, explaining the national debt during an interview with Sean Hannity. The country, we took it over at owed 20 trillion. As you know, the last eight years, they borrowed more than it did in the whole history of our country. So they borrowed more than $10 trillion, right? And yet we picked up 5.2 trillion just in the stock market, possibly picked up the whole thing in terms of the first nine months, in terms of value. So you could say in one sense, we're really uh, increasing values and maybe in a sense, we're reducing debt, but we're very honored by it. And we're very, very happy with what's happening on Wall Street. Now, I don't think I need to go into great detail about what's wrong with this. It's, it's not like I'm an economist or anything, but the net increase in value of stocks has nothing at all to do with the federal debt. Yes, the stock market has continued to rise pretty much at the same pace it was rising at before Trump took office. But if that increase in value has anything to do with the national debt, why didn't it count when Obama was president? He came in with the Dow under 8,000 and left with it over 19,000. You'd think that would mean the debt would be pretty much wiped out. But of course, it wasn't. The stock market has nothing to do with the national debt unless we rate it for its assets and use them to pay down the national debt, which, hey, if that's what Trump is proposing, I'm willing to talk about it. But I don't think Donald Trump is going full communist here. I think Trump doesn't know a single thing about the economy or how government spending works. This entire interview was part of a push to sell his tax plan, which, of course, will put more money overwhelmingly into the pockets of people whose pockets are already stuffed full of caviar and diamonds. And really rich people, stop walking around with loose caviar in your pockets. It's starting to smell. Now, what happens when you give a bunch of money to rich people? If you believe in Republican fairy tales, you believe that all that money goes to create jobs. But here in the real world, we know tax cuts for the wealthy have the smallest impact on the economy because rich people are the least likely to spend it. So not only does Donald Trump think rising stock prices magically make the national debt away, his tax plan would only make our deficits higher, make the debt bigger. And none of that is surprising. It's what you'd expect from a Republican president. What's shocking is how he managed to say things like what he said on Hannity, how he can sit there and say something so impossibly stupid and face, once again, zero consequences for it. He happily demonstrates his utter unfitness for the office on a daily basis. This is honestly a national crisis. There's no other word for it. Having a president who is so deeply ignorant about how the world works, and having no idea he's so ignorant, in fact, honestly believing in his own genius, we are in so much danger on a day-to-day -day basis of some terrible calamity, and there is Virtually nothing we can do about it but sit and wait for Robert Mueller to wrap up his investigation and hope something sticks. It is tough being in crisis mode every single day, and one of the hardest parts is seeing genuinely big news like this ignored. What else can you say but this is not normal. Hello and welcome to the Trump Scorecard. I'm your host, Jesse Burney. While Trump pushes a plan to give tax cuts to rich people, the not-rich people of Puerto Rico are in many cases still fighting for their lives. The vast majority of the country is still without power. There are reports people are drinking water from wells in EPA Superfund sites. They're drinking 
poison water because it's the only option they have. The death count is likely much higher than anyone has been willing to say because so many deaths are the indirect result of the hurricane. And the one thing we're certain of is that this is going to be a recovery that will take years. The amount of rebuilding of infrastructure, homes, businesses, agriculture, it is going to be a long time before most Puerto Ricans' lives are back to normal. Which is why it was so disturbing Thursday morning when Trump tweeted a threat, and I don't see how you can call it anything but a threat, to pull FEMA and the military out of Puerto Rico earlier. He said, we can't keep them in PR forever. He blamed the island for having poor infrastructure before the storm, because what he is looking to do is point the blame somewhere else. Last week, it was San Juan's mayor. This week, it's Puerto Rico's infrastructure. But his reaction to all these disasters has been the same. Take credit for doing an amazing job on recovery before the job has barely even started. And if there's any hint of dissent, any suggestion he may not be doing the best possible job for the people hit by one of the most devastating hurricanes in recorded history, he threatens to take his ball and go home. Only instead of a ball, it's the collective resources of the Federal Emergency Management Agency in the United States military. That's a big ball. I said this last week, but Trump cares more about getting credit than he cares about helping people. And now we know exactly what he'll do if he feels like he's not getting enough credit. I hope it's an empty threat. I know Trump won't give his full attention to Puerto Rico for the next three years of his term. Eventually, he'll move on to something else. We just have to hope that's a good thing for the people who are rebuilding their lives, that by ignoring them, he lets emergency responders do their jobs and lets the island rebuild. Do you remember when President Obama was in office in the latter part of his term and Republicans ran Congress and refused to work with him to get anything done? So he started getting things done by executive order, things like DACA, so immigrants brought here as children didn't have to constantly fear deportation, and policies like the Clean Power Plan, so we would be taking some action to combat climate change. And boy, did that make Republicans mad. They were furious. How dare Obama use the power of executive orders to legislate? Just because Congress refused to work with him did not give him the right to, you know, make policy. So Thursday, when President Trump signed an executive order to undermine the Affordable Care Act after he couldn't get any plan through Congress to repeal and replace it, I was certain the Republican representatives and senators who stood behind him would boo and hiss at him as he signed it. After all, they are very opposed, on principle, to a president using executive orders to do what he can't get done through Congress, right? Right? No, it's, it's not right. With the exception of Rand Paul, who looked like he had sucked about a dozen lemons in an attempt to combat severe depression, everyone else looked delighted to be in the room. They applauded Trump for signing an executive order designed to bring premiums down for people buying insurance in the individual marketplace. Hey, that sounds good, right? Bringing premiums down? Can't be anything wrong with that. Except, of course, there's something wrong with the way Trump is doing it. Because the way he wants to make plans cheaper is to allow insurance companies to offer plans without the benefits guaranteed by the ACA. That means young, healthy people could buy cheap plans that don't do much, which forces older, unhealthier people into more expensive risk pools. The price goes down if you're healthy, but if you need the insurance, your costs could skyrocket. Trump's proposal to push association health plans 
is essentially a proposal to push plans that don't have the protections or guarantees of Obamacare. It's nothing like a full repeal, but it's just one step of many he's taking to undermine the law he couldn't get Congress to overturn. And the same Republicans who couldn't manage to get that work done stood behind him and cheered. I guess maybe they're not so principled after all. I'm shocked. Speaking of the clean power plan Obama signed, yeah, that's gone now. The EPA put that plan in place to reduce the amount of greenhouse gases coming out of coal and natural gas plants by moving to cleaner fuels over time. But if you don't believe climate change is real, or even if you do believe it's real, but you don't care because you've dedicated your entire career to doing the bidding of fossil fuel executives, then you don't give a shit about reducing greenhouse gases. Now, I still don't know if Donald Trump believes in climate change or if he thinks it's a Chinese hoax. It probably depends on the person he spoke to about it last. But he sure as hell doesn't care about it. And Scott Pruitt, I suspect he does believe in climate change. And I think he likes it. Something about his squirrely little face, he just seems like the kind of guy who would be super into climate change. And of course, he spent his last job as Oklahoma's attorney general fighting the EPA. So now, as head of the EPA, he's going to keep the agency from doing its job. That's why Monday he announced he's shutting down the clean power plan once and for all. In the justification for the policy shift, Pruitt's EPA claimed the country would save $33 billion by scrapping the plan. That sounds like a lot, $33 billion. But this is one of those spend-a-penny, save-a-dollar situations. See, when our coastal cities start flooding from rising seas, it's going to cost a lot more than $33 billion to build seawalls and move entire populations inland. We're going to see more than $33 billion in increased damages from stronger hurricanes like the ones we've seen this year. That $33 billion, and by the way, I wouldn't assume it's remotely accurate, is going to seem like pennies when it comes to paying for the effects of climate change. The EPA also claimed the health effects determined by, well, the EPA under Obama, were overblown. So I guess it comes down to whom you trust. The EPA, when it's run by people who believe scientists, or the EPA when it's run by people who reject science so that rich people can get richer. Now might be a good time to buy some inland property. Just a suggestion. Remember last week when we all thought Rex Tillerson was going to have to quit because he called the president a moron? That seems to have mostly settled down. I mean, Trump challenged Tillerson to an IQ test face-off, which... I would pay literally all the money in the world to watch, especially the moment Trump got his results. I got a 90? That's an A. Beat that, Tillerson. But it's pretty clear Tillerson isn't leaving anytime soon. Sometimes these spats blow up. Sometimes they dissipate. Somehow Jeff Sessions is still Attorney General after Trump spent several weeks humiliating him. So it looks like Tillerson survived the moron comment. We did this week, however, finally learn why Tillerson called him a moron. And folks, Donald Trump is a fucking moron. In a meeting with his national security team, he suggested that we should increase our arsenal of nuclear weapons by a factor of 10, which would, you know, break international treaties, cost so much money it would make our current military budget look like Trump's proposed education budget, and do not one single thing to make America stronger or safer. It's just the kind of thing a dumb guy says when he's trying to sound tough. 
Now, to be fair, Trump denied the report that he said this, called it fake news. But also, to be fair, Trump is a serial liar, and I do not believe him. So I'd like to propose a question for that IQ test, which I pray we all get to watch him take someday. If you can destroy the world once with a thousand nuclear weapons, how many times can you destroy the world with 10,000 nuclear weapons? I bet the entire federal debt he'd answer 10. Finally, let's talk one more time about the NFL protests. And I want to start by talking about Patrick Harmon, who was shot by police in Utah as he was running away from them, his back turned, presenting them with no threat. And the local DA has already cleared the police of the charges. And I want to start by saying that because that's what these protests are about. Not the flag, not the anthem, not the military, and not Donald Trump. But this podcast is about Donald Trump. And Trump has done everything in his power to make these protests about him. And this week, Vice President Mike Pence joined the party, flying from Las Vegas to Indiana to catch a Colts 49ers game. But then, totally spontaneously, he was so angered by players taking a knee that he got up and left the stadium. What a genuine, spontaneous show of patriotism. Pence took to Twitter and tweeted about his brave stand about 600 times, including saying this. Well, everyone is entitled to their own opinions. I don't think it's too much to ask NFL players to respect the flag and our national anthem. That's right. I got a kid for Pence, too. Only, maybe it wasn't exactly spontaneous, since the VP's entourage warned reporters he might be leaving early. And then Trump gave away the whole thing, tweeting this. I asked VP Pence to leave stadium if any players kneeled disrespecting our country. I am proud of him and Second Lady Karen. The thing about a publicity stunt like this is that you're not supposed to give away that it's a pre-planned publicity stunt. But Trump is like an actor who reads the stage directions out loud. Basically, he's a moron. That's it for another week with a man whose brain weighs as much as a gnat as our president. Yes, it's a shorter podcast this week. If you'd like to complain, please do so on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Trump scorecard or via Twitter. You can at me at Jesse Bernie or send me an email, the Trump scorecard at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can find links to all the stories I've talked about today on our website, the Trump scorecard.org. We are also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. The Trump Scorecard is written, hosted, edited, and produced by me, Jesse Burney. Our music is from bensound.com. I'll be back next week, and remember, this is not normal. <laughs>